0: Yes, I'm back after, I think, a two-week gap. Uh, I'm not feeling 100%, so uh, I am doing this because I know there is a certain amount of desperation and sadness I haven't broadcast for two weeks. Being a consummate professional and an absolute trooper, uh, I am putting this out to uh, listeners today. So welcome to episode 134 of Mr. Burt Pods. Yeah, so happy new year to new listeners and old. A, I don't think I've got any new listeners. And B, saying old listeners makes it sound as if I have a slightly geriatric audience, which now I've said that, uh, I'm thinking it's probably quite true. Anyway, I'm certainly feeling 135 today. Um, It's been uh, an interesting two weeks, three weeks, I think, actually. Um I can't really remember a lot, to be honest. <laughs> um, so I'm referring back to my diary. Uh, I can remember what I was doing about 30 minutes ago, which was having a slight nervous breakdown and getting very tearful, because uh, i have been taking the Christmas decorations down, uh, and I couldn't uh, remember where everything went on the piano, and then I just got into a state. When I say everything, I'm talking about two pictures, a plant, and a load of bits and Bob's otherwise known as Clutter. Uh, I'm looking at a bare Christmas tree. All the ornaments are off, and I think all the decorations are down in a box. I've just got to take the Christmas tree down. I've been putting it off all day, and I uh, said I wouldn't do this until i have got the Christmas decorations down, so it's a very late Mr. Burt Pods today. There will be, of course, many of you worrying that you're not going to get a Mr. Burt Pods today because it's gone out late. Uh, Here it is. So, um... <laughs> yes, just making a point. Uh, yes, that, that, uh, more on that uh, noise later. Um, so I think I did one on the 18th, didn't I, which was the Monday before Christmas. Um, I'm just looking at my diary. I worked that week and then on the Friday, I was due, the 22nd, I was due to go to, this is the beginning of a long tale of illness, um, I was due to go to... You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, the musical at the uh, little theatre upstairs at the Gatehouse pub in Highgate Village. And um, that's been crossed out because i also got, I've written six pints uh, on that day, which I think means I'd ordered it six pints of milk uh, to cover the Christmas period. Don't think anybody needs to know that anyway. Uh, so, anyway, my poor co worker got COVID. So, um, they're not a co-worker, we job share. So they got COVID and they hadn't had COVID before, so I was a little bit worried about them. Um, And needless to say, one of the permanent members of staff was about to go on three weeks holiday and uh, another permanent member of staff has only just joined and uh, is lacking a certain amount of experience. I had to go in on Friday, so that was my Friday evening, my the beginning of my Christmas period, which was fine, I didn't mind, uh, it was, you know, my uh, we worked together really well and obviously we always cover each other when there's illness or problems, uh, so there's no complaining from me. Well, I was complaining obviously, but I didn't mean it. And then on the Saturday I seem to have done a matinee, uh, and I think I just said Merry Christmas to everybody at work, and then came home saturday night could have done anything uh at this point uh i'd been ill not horribly ill but i'd had a cold thing uh, and got better by which point uh, someone else had got a different cold thing which involved a cough that um, started as a dry cough and then turned into a real chesty cough uh, which as you can hear i've still got so they got that they weren't feeling well so on christmas eve we'd booked to go and see uh they've got christmas lights at kenwood house on the heath uh the people we'd booked to go with they weren't well. <laughs> so they couldn't go um but we did end up going to their house after we'd walk round the lights uh which was nice uh, the lights were very similar to ones we'd seen at um Waterston manor a couple of years ago so although it was nice uh, it wasn't a huge surprise um, and then, and it was quite expensive, actually, I have to say. Um, yeah, so then we went for a meal with uh, said friends who couldn't come to walk around the lights. I don't know I'm laughing. Um, then we were everyone, then somebody's starting to feel ill, so they were ill on Christmas Day. So that was nice. Uh, so we had a very quiet, I can't even remember Christmas Day. All I can remember about Christmas Day is it was very, very quiet. We decided to have the Christmas lunch when we were ready for it and that was quite late in the day at which point uh, we'd ordered a cook when well, no, we hadn't ordered we'd bought a meal from the cook chain which I'm a huge fan of um, and they do frozen ready meals that are all hand cooked so that proper they're not like ready meals from a supermarket proper um, made prepared cooked meals that you buy out of their freezers um they're very very good anyway we have in the past and we did again this year bought our christmas uh lunch from cook and usually i would say 99 percent of the time you take the meal out of the freezer and put it straight into the oven however uh, i got the turkey meal out of the uh, we hadn't had turkey before we normally have something else, I got it out of the freezer and noticed uh, in the cooking instructions that you needed to defrost it for 24 hours. So uh, that was the end of Christmas lunch. Uh, (coughs) So fortunately, we found uh, um, a frozen meal (laughs) in the uh, freezer. Uh, I still put up a little table um, with Christmas settings, uh, and we had that which was all right. Uh, I think I got really cross about the whole thing and then very quickly calmed down and realised actually in the scheme of things it didn't matter. One shot that we didn't have a meal uh, defrosted on time. We'd still had a quiet but very pleasant Christmas. Can't remember what we... Did we watch White... At some point over the Christmas holiday we watched White Christmas, which I'd never seen before. That was nice. And, um, oh, ghosts. Yes, well, of course we watched the ghosts. Christmas special which was the very final christmas uh, the very final ghosts episode ever and um got very sad it was a really beautiful episode to an amazing fantastic uh, series and uh, ghosts you're going to be so missed by so many people um beautiful beautiful program funny and so oh it's just anyway so if you haven't seen ghosts Go on to iPlayer, go back to the beginning of series one. There's five series. It's just a beautiful comedy show. And then I think you're actually going to get a bonus to, this might even go on to 40 minutes, this um, podcast at the rate I'm going. I just realised I'm up to eight minutes already. Um, Then somebody was feeling better, well enough on, Boxing Day. Boxing Day went right, actually. Nothing went wrong on Boxing Day. So we went over to... It's a bit frustrating, actually, because I'm doing this so late in the day. It's been snowy most of the day. Um, I can't see outside because it's dark. But I can see a car parking over the road because of its headlights. Um, Boxing Day was with my brother and sister-in-law, which is fairly traditional. Not in the sense that it's a traditional Boxing Day celebration. It is a traditional that we go over to them for Boxing Day. Very, obviously, very important. I make that clear. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, and that was very nice. It was very nice, actually. It was lovely. And uh, I have to say that because my sister-in-law is listening to this, but uh, I do mean it, obviously. Just a little joke. And um, we got there. We got back. That was all fine. And then... I had two shows on the 27th of Wednesday. I can't remember anything about those particularly. Um, The Thursday, we went to a friend's house for lunch, I think, which was very nice. Uh, Apparently, on the Friday, we got a pint of milk, according to my diary. Uh, And my very fortunately, and I was really relieved, my... Uh, the person I worked with got over COVID fairly quickly and uh, I was terrified they were going to get um long COVID or something just because of their age and because they hadn't had COVID, you know, yet. Um, I, I had it all through the whole COVID period. So um, that was all all's well that ends well. Um, Saturday. Saturday was rather lovely because uh, between shows... I met up with a group of, well, it was a, a an online group, Zoom group I did ages ago. I think it may have been, no, it wasn't before COVID. Um, it was an audio course, writing for radio course. And we all got on, the majority of the group got on so well that we've all stayed in touch with each other for like quite a few years now. Uh, we live all over the place. So, but occasionally, and this is the second time some of us have managed to, just big in London together and managed to meet up. So um, managed to meet up, uh, which is very nice, between shows. Now I got, oh, by the way, for those of you who were worried, the stress I went through over the blanket from the London Transport Museum with the Rootmaster pattern on it, uh, although the initial reaction to it was dropped face, uh, as I'm quite used to, uh, it's apparently gone down very well uh, and seems to be being used a lot, especially as it we're going through a bit of a cold period or what. Everyone seems to be calling this a cold snap. To me, this is normal winter weather temperature. It's cold. Uh, winters have just got warm. It's not a cold snap. Um, yes, yeah, so that was that was a big relief. My present in return was a very lovely journal. Uh, empty journal to write in, uh, which I'm very pleased with. And then I had a piece of paper. No, I had three envelopes. Uh, Anyway, the envelopes, I can't remember what one of them said. One of them (laughs) said uh, I had an option of three presents, (coughs) one of which was to go to Zurich. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because one of the writers uh, lives in Zurich and is very keen uh, that I go and stay so, uh, and we all met up for the first time, because uh, her husband was at this uh, thing on Saturday as well. So we've all met each other now. So one of my options was a flight to Zurich, uh, one of the op and uh, a second option was something else, and it was a cookery course or a craft course of my choice. Uh, Through a certain website and the third choice was a sleepover in London Zoo So I think I'm going to go for the option of the flight to Zurich There was a second maybe there wasn't I'm sure there was a second card I can't remember what was in that the third card was very confusing but uh, to cut a long story short it was basically Confirmation uh, that we're going to be definitely getting uh, the one-night ginger Tom called Schofield, although we're probably going to change his name. Uh, not yet, but soon. In fact, I, I'm going to push for us getting him soon because otherwise life just goes on and life's just too short. I have to say that hanging over my Christmas uh, was some very, very sad news, uh, which did affect my mood uh, quite a lot. Uh, on another course I went on, I went on an online Arvon course, uh, again, it must have been during the COVID period, taken by, again, it was an audio, was it an audio? I can't remember what it was on, actually, but it was taken by a writer called Ollie Emmanuel who was uh, so funny. It was just one of the best courses I went on. He was absolutely delightful, and I really enjoyed it, and it turned out he did it Patrick. He has written quite a lot of radio plays, uh They're all, most of them, yeah, they're they're all on sounds. And he's written some bits for stage as well. Anyway, uh, he has a Patreon um, account thing. And what he did every, once a month, was uh, anyone who wanted to go, if you paid your Patreon money, he just basically took uh, a couple of hours of listening to... Uh, an extract of something someone had written for radio and then the little group would comment on it Um, I went along to it for quite a long time and Ollie Ollie was just um, he was just lovely and um, long story short, uh, I haven't been to the groups for quite a long time because they changed to a Wednesday and I couldn't or I went back to work, I can't remember anyway it was on a Wednesday and I always work on Wednesdays He put on Instagram earlier this year that he'd got a brain tumour. He lived up in Scotland. He was, how old was he? I think he was in his early 40s. He'd got two children. Uh, And he's been putting Instagram films on, telling everybody how he is, um, updating everybody on his um, treatment. Uh, The chemotherapy and the radiotherapy initially didn't work. And then he went quiet. He used to go quiet every now and then. And then there was a, an email sent to the writer's group by the woman who was sort of taking over from Ollie because he couldn't read or, and he was not speaking well because of the tumor, and uh, to say that he would died just before Christmas. Um, I think he knew from the word go, he didn't have long, but he was hoping to get to his birthday, which I think is next February. And I just, it just hit me really, really hard. He was so utterly, utterly lovely. He was such a generous human being. And and although I never met him, I only ever, in person, I only ever talked to him on Zoom. Um, he just had a, made such an impression on me. And um, really, I've been... Affected by his death. His funeral was today um, I'm going to watch it at some point. It, uh, there was a live feed that's been left up uh, And I just want to It's strange because all this stuff's still on Instagram. I can still go on Instagram and look at his account and see him walking through the countryside and talking uh, as he used to Um and it's sort of like he hasn't gone. It's just what's so odd about social media. Anyway, that's a bit of a digression, but uh, it hit me really hard, actually. I suppose I just, it's Christmas and New Year, and quite a lot of people I know are going through tough times at the moment. And, you know, it's just um, without sounding uh, as if it's them And um, it's just not... The happiest time of year and i suppose i'm missing my mum and dad and family and because i associate family with christmas and so uh, anyway enough of that so uh, but that was sort of made that did make me a little bit gloomy uh over christmas but in as i say in the scheme of things uh, nothing terrible by any stretch of the imagination so then um yes so there's a pint of milk on friday the 29th uh, I met my friends from the writing group on the Saturday and then on New Year's Eve we drove down to a uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law in Chichester. I think we got down there without incident. Um, and their son was going out at seven. We're always late despite the fact we had all day to set off. And... Um, We'd booked to go into the Cotswolds, so we had about 50 bags um, for what looked like two nights a two-night stay. Um, that was... oh, but I think by this time I'm, I've started coughing. I think by this point I'm starting to be ill, so that was all exciting. <coughs> and um, Somebody wasn't well, so I volunteered to do the driving. Uh, And then they did the driving towards the end and we were going down the A40 and I looked at the speedometer and we were going at 85 miles per hour. Um, I've no idea why we were going so fast from somebody that uh, spends their life going at the pace of a snail. But anyway, I was quite shaken up by by the time we got there. We had an evening meal of pies, which we always have, because we often spend New Year there. And then, uh, I'm going to get quite ranty now, because we watched a film called Saltsburn, which is possibly one of my all-time most hated films. I absolutely loathed it. Usually we spend about two hours trying to find a film that everybody wants to watch out of the million of films that are available on the streaming services. I wasn't desperate to watch it, but I was happy to watch it. And for some reason, everybody else was quite either really wanted to watch it or wanted to. So we managed to cut the two hours of faffing around down to about five minutes of, oh, let's watch Saltburn. It was absolutely dreadful. If I'd gone to the cinema, I would have happily walked out. Now, I've got into a. a, a um, a positive uh, discussion with other people who have been able to see why it apparently is a marmite film you either love it or you hate it uh, other people who can see both sides of it uh, and who have enjoyed it uh, i just it's it's partly personal but i have a lot of objections to the film and um, i think it's snobby and i think it's too long i think potentially it's an interesting film but it's too long i think it has a very odd attitude towards class and my main problem with it is i don't know what it's trying to say i don't know what point of it is and that's sort of linked up to the class thing because it seems to be doing some sort of class i don't know satire it doesn't work there are some deeply uncomfortable scenes in it which i think uh if they'd been shortened radically would have been uncomfortably funny uh which i wouldn't have minded but they just dragged on and on and i'm afraid i just don't I'm not going to give anything away, but they were, uh, they involved bodily fluids, some of them, and they were quite unpleasant. And when things just get dragged on, it's, I just thought, I don't know why I'm watching this. Um, On the plus side, it's directed and written by a woman. I think, I have to say, she has, well, she's from quite a privileged background, and I think that's why she's got on as quickly as she has. I'm not saying she's not talented, but I think she needs to hone her craft more. And I think when you're writing and directing, uh, it takes talent, you know, and I'm not sure that she should be writing and directing at this stage, Uh, which isn't to say, I don't think she is talented, because I think she is, and I think she's interesting, but I think she's just been given too much of a free reign, uh, and it hasn't worked. If you don't like icky bodily fluidy type scenes, don't watch it. If you don't like films about thoroughly unpleasant people, and there is no one sympathetic, there's absolutely no one sympathetic in the film, at all. Um, really, uh, don't watch it. I absolutely hated it. It it's up there with my other one of my other all time absolutely hated films called me by my name which i didn't even and and i had similar problems with that i just thought that was the most awful privileged load of pretentious drivel i've ever seen in my life in fact i, I couldn't even i think I watched about an hour of it and then i went to bed and i would have gone to bed after about an hour and salt burn, i have to say because it gets worse the longer it goes on so that's my highlight uh film highlight for 2023 Saltburn. i also have to say it's obviously someone has decided that it's going to be a successful film because it's just been pushed uh, it's been promoted i mean it's everywhere and i think there are other films by other very talented women writer directors uh, that haven't been pushed and aren't so well known uh, that i really like and i think that's a shame uh, and the marketing machine goes into top gear Anyway, um, that's my political rant against that film and uh, other things So moving on quickly, uh, so I was by the time I went to bed. I was absolutely Uh, I wasn't in a great mood got into bed. Unfortunately uh, It's one of those beds when well, no, it's not one of those beds the size of the room and the size of the bed means that uh, the bed is pushed against walls on two sides I I always lie on the left hand right I don't know it doesn't matter I ended up lying on the side by the wall which I always do which basically means my nightly visit to the toilet or nightly visits to the toilet uh, are disruptive Uh, for someone else because I either have to climb over them which usually means falling on top of them and then hitting the floor or I have to get down to the bottom of the bed and then heave myself over the end of the bed uh, which is usually physically impossible or uh, as I think the second time I went to the toilet standing up and then getting my foot caught in the duvet and twirling around and pretty much falling uh, back down onto the bed. So uh, I think that by the second time I'd done this, somebody got quite cross and we swapped places. It was one of those nights where I, I'm sure I must have slept at some point, but I didn't feel that I slept at all until about six o'clock. I went to the toilet for about the 54th time uh, and then I did go to sleep. So uh, next day I was just in an absolutely filthy temper. I'd had the racer on the uh, white knuckle ride, followed by saltburn, followed by a whole night of not being able to sleep. So New Year was fab. Uh, we went for a walk, that was nice, but I was now not feeling well at all and had the horrible cough. Uh, we went for a walk down to the sea and it was really cold and windy and I wasn't feeling very well, so I didn't enjoy that. Uh, I was having a hoot at this point, I have to say. Uh, And then that was that, and then we set off, no, we stayed over, no, that's right, so we stayed over another night there, and then on the Tuesday, we drove up to Bybury, because we'd booked three nights in a National Trust property, well, it's a row of cottages called Arlington Row. Uh, which we found out are the most photographed National Trust properties in the country. Apparently, in the summer, as the caretaker told us, you literally cannot walk in front of them. There's a path in front of them and then there's a sort of marshy area, uh, a sort of waterlogged nature area. Um, So you can't obviously go into that you can't walk down the front of the houses he said it's like in those pictures you see of india where there are just hundreds of people on the street and um, there were people photographing the cottage house was one of the end ones at eight thirty in the morning this is on the 3rd of january on a cold day um quite a lot of japanese and korean people but uh in the village of Bybury, which is chocolate box pretty. I don't think I heard anyone who was English. Um, it's bizarre, you've got this, you know, the most English of places and it's just full of tourists. So it's quite strange. The water, the, as there was an enormous amount of uh, flooding. Uh, and by the time we left on the Friday morning, the water goes into the, to the marshy area, which sort of soaks it up, so it's like a floodplain. <laughs> Uh, however the water had actually, sets so a bit like sponge. sponge, uh, it was actually so soaked the water was coming up onto the path and towards the houses. So um, that was slightly worrying and I was quite glad we were going. So I was now feeling quite ill, we were both feeling quite ill. <coughs> and every time I say ill I cough. Uh, but we walked around the place, there was a cafe which was nice. Uh, and it was lovely it was we did a walk some guided walks there's a beautiful church we went to in a near town, nearby town called something uh, which was a medieval church which is the only church in the country that has its full set of medieval windows which was quite extraordinary for anyone interested in uh, i was going to say ecclesiastical architecture but they were just it was just fascinating uh the vicar was there uh, i think they had people manning the place Uh, because obviously they wanted to keep it open but obviously it's um a special place and we had a lovely chat to her she was really lovely um and it was fascinating it was a beautiful place as its extraordinary windows so that one end it was one of those sort of resurrection heaven and hell medieval um pictures in but made out of the stained glass the other end it was uh, sort of the Jesus in heaven and the story of the crucifixion all going round, and then down the <clears throat> sides of the church was various saints, and there were there were stories. Um, basically, all bad things were on the right hand side of the church, and all good things were on the left hand side of the church, or uh, vice versa. So there was a pattern to it. There was a, a you know pattern in this. You could read it. It was fascinating. Can't remember the name of the town for the life of me. Um, but it's nearby brie What else did we do? This has all been blotted really from my memory because on the Thursday we had soup in a cafe. I didn't feel great after it. Um, I had something else in the evening. Then I was told at 3.30, I woke up, with my stomach not feeling great. And, uh, a few minutes later i was running to the toilet didn't get to the toilet i got to the sink fortunately and uh, merrily brought up all my evening meal Uh, this went on four times uh, apparently on the hour every hour as i was told and as we were driving back the next day uh, i knew i wasn't going to be able to do it so somebody else was trying to get as much sleep as they could so i was uh, having a merry vomit and then trying to clean up, well, I, I did manage to clean up the bathroom, which is not the thing you want to be doing, but anyway. Uh, I'm still not over that. <laughs> I'm just saying my stomach still isn't right. Uh, and it's now, when was that, Friday? Saturday, so Sunday, Monday. That's about three days ago. Uh, the irony being that my, uh, because my co-worker had got COVID, I suddenly realized, um, because one of the staff was on holiday for three weeks, I suddenly realized there was no one that could do our job. Would one of us, would both of us be ill? So if, uh, because my coworker had had COVID, I just thought, well, for any reason, they got it long-term and I'm away. So fortunately I'd asked, if the, uh, the new member of staff could just sit with me on the board and learn how to do it. So that that was that. And then lo and behold, uh, I spoke to my co this morning and they'd had exactly the same thing, except they'd managed to projectile vomit, they said, four times down the street. Uh, said so they'd never had anything like it in their life. It was absolutely hideous. So it was worse than what I had. Um, so that had been Saturday. So... Um, fortunately there was someone that was able to do our job thanks to my forward thinking saturday night yeah so i was told that we were going to come back very slowly and there was no rush uh and then uh because i was being driven back uh and then i just seem to remember it was another white knuckle ride uh 85 miles per hour down the a40 or whatever because suddenly it went from yeah, uh, there's no brush. We'll take our time getting back to. I've got to be got home as quick as possible because he's not feeling ill. Because uh, he's not feeling. Because he's feeling ill. So that was another white knuckle ride. Um, I'm just trying to think if we did anything else while we were away in the Cotswolds. Well, it was very nice. It was just we were just cold. It was cold and wet, and we were both ill. But that sound. But that so I'd have to say, we, <laughs> joking apart, we did actually have a nice time. We went to Borton on the Water um oh there was the toilet day yeah now the toilet day uh where did we go first this was the toilet day the toilet day we went to the church with the medieval stained glass on the way up to the church i needed to go to the toilet not desperately but i just wanted to go to the toilet or was it on the way back anyway no it was after we'd been around the church so there were public conveniences uh and they said 40p so i put my 220ps in I had in my wallet two 20p pieces and lots of pennies. Don't ask me why. Didn't have anything else and somebody else never carries cash around with them. So it was just down to me. So my last money, apart apart from a load of one pennies, put into the machine and the door didn't open. There was another option of putting your credit card there. Goodness knows why for 40p. So I put my credit card there and... It just froze on authorising. Uh, managed after about six hours of it doing that, managed to push some button and it stopped it. Uh, tried again. I didn't want to keep doing it because I didn't want some million pound charge to go through. Uh, and then eventually it just said cash only. So I thought, well, uh, so tootled down to uh, the village we thought we would have some lunch and I can go to the toilet. We went into uh, what was it called the post cafe or something which turned out to be the post office and the cafe. Uh, the woman didn't look terribly impressed when we came in I think she was a bit stressed. Uh, she was nice enough and when I said have you got a toilet she said no because we're the post office we don't have a toilet so uh, she said you can go into the hotel next door fortunately uh i did go into the hotel next door uh i bumped in i was just going to i i hate going into places uh to go to the toilet that i'm not using the place i don't know why i shouldn't have a problem with it but i do so uh there was um one of the members staff there who could, i could have just walked past could have been anybody. No, I had to stop and start blithering at her about the fact that I could need to go to the toilet and then got a toilet in the post office cafe. And I tried to get to the toilet in the public convenience of the thing, but if you were put twenty, you know, it just went on and on. I think she just couldn't have cared less. So I was like a mad person. So um, in I went. It was quite a strange hotel, actually, I have to say. It was a very old decor. Uh, I went to the toilet and came out again. Uh, so that was all exciting. Then. Um, the next day, it's toilet days. Actually, we went to Sirencester, uh, and I needed to go to the toilet, uh, but I wasn't desperate. So we tootled into. What was the first thing we did? We went into the abbey, uh, and then I saw it in the abbey gardens. There were some public toilets, so I went. Uh, once we've been around the Abbey, which is very nice. This might have been all in the same day, you know. I think this was all... Yes, it was. Do you know what it was? It was all the same day. That was the irony of it. It was toilet day. Um, I tootled into the Abbey Gardens. I walked about six miles to get to the toilets there, which were open until four o'clock, as the sign said. Uh, It was quarter to four when I was there, and they were locked. So... uh, We then couldn't find any cafes. You would think, wouldn't you, in Sirencester there would be cafes everywhere, but no, uh, there weren't. So we ended up going back to where we parked the car, which we was also charging. We had to go back because we knew the car was charged and we couldn't block the thing, which was in the Waitrose car park. So we thought, well, Waitrose might have a cafe. Uh, Waitrose did. Uh, so I went into the uh, cafe area, saw there was a toilet, went tootling into the toilet, Uh, The male toilet, the men's toilet, was completely blocked off. There was a horrendous stink before you even... It was about 10 feet away from going through the door into the toilet, so it was a horrendous stink. Once through that door were the women's and men's doors, and the men's was barricaded off by a pile of bizarre items. So the only available toilet was the accessible toilet, which, of course, there was somebody in. (coughs) I winted a bit. Uh, there was lots of noises going on, and in the end I just gave up. Uh, went sat down, waited a bit more, went back in, and there was still somebody doing something in there, and I don't know to this day what was going on. Uh, I then came back, I then had a cup of coffee and my cake, because I didn't know what else to do. And then eventually I went back, and I thought, I've just got to go to the toilet, I cannot. I'm going to just have to stand and wait. And... Um, I heard after about four hours, I heard the toilet flush or some paper going, and then the toilet flush. And then about four hours later, there was some water running. Then after another four hours, there was a hand dryer sounding off. And then after another four hours, uh, a man appeared. I don't know what he was doing in there. So I went to the toilet. Now, I don't know, but it was that night that I then got sick. So whether there was a connection between that toilet and me getting sick. Because the thing was, it probably wasn't food poisoning. <coughs> because we both ate exactly the same things all day. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so yes, so that was the toilet day. Unbelievably, on the way back, I needed to go to the toilet. On the way back to London, and um, we stopped in some horrible services and went into the toilet and the toilets were all closed male and female and the only one that was open this was a welcome break i can't think of a more unsuitable name at this point Uh, not only was was the place absolutely horrible but both toilets were closed and there was one accessible toilet and needless to say a queue of people uh, which i had to stand in Uh, so that was very popular uh, I don't know what it was about blocked toilets, but uh, I was drawn to them like magnets. That's all I can say. So um, I am up to 40 minutes. So yes, then we then came back. Uh, I've sort of got better gradually. We went to a different sister-in-law's 60th, oh God, no, it's not, it wasn't her 60th, 50th birthday on Saturday night, which was the first time I ate anything. Uh, that was very nice, and then Sunday we'd rebooked to go and see *You're a Good Man*, Charlie Brown, uh, which was very good. Uh, but the uh, theatre room itself was very cold. Um, but I did enjoy it. It's a 1960. It, it's just, there were lots of kids there, but I don't, I don't think, really think Charlie Brown's four kids. I was obsessed with. Having said that, I was obsessed with Charlie Brown uh, Peanuts as a child. Absolutely obsessed with it. Um it's it's ingrained in my DNA, Charlie Brown and Snoopy and everything. Uh, and I went to see the musical uh, when I was quite young in Harrogate. Uh, and I remember really loving it because for some bizarre reason, it works because none of the actors look anything like any of the characters, but it just works. I don't know why. It wasn't as wonderful as I remembered it, but I did really like it It was fun. Um that was good. And then... Uh we are, that was yesterday, wasn't it? So this morning I didn't go for a run. I started 30 Days of Yoga Flow with Adrienne. Uh, and that was really lovely. It was a really gentle, uh, nice session for about 25 minutes. So I'm going to do it. Uh, this is what I started doing last year and why I do yoga every day. Because I did, every year she does in January, she does 30 days with a theme. Uh, you don't have to do it every, you don't have to do it on the 1st of January. Um, and you don't have to do it every day. But it's very generous of her, And uh, I'll do it, uh, I think I'll do it over about 35, 36 days or something. Um, so I've done day one. I did day zero and day one. That was really nice. I then didn't go for a run. I then, uh, someone had left me a message. It has quite good. Actually, I woke up feeling great this morning. Uh, I don't anymore um, but I got a message on my aunt's phone and when I went to pick it up uh, thank you EE it said put in your pin number well obviously I've got a pin number for my uh, answering machine service whether you put on a mobile phone but I have no idea what it was and it isn't normally there cuz usually I just pick my messages up so I rang EE <laughs> Um when I say I rang EE I rang 150 which is the number And they said, oh, they've got this really super efficient new technology in now, which makes everything uh, quicker, faster and more efficient. 45 minutes later, uh, I managed to get to speak to somebody who wasn't in the department that I needed, uh, because that was the only way I could uh, manage it. I was being super polite uh, because I was uh, not very happy at that point. Uh, Anyway, she put me through to the correct department and I I, I do, basically I had to change my PIN number so that because I now know what my PIN number is uh, and she had no explanation for why it had suddenly appeared. Um, oh, the reason it took me 45 minutes is because basically uh, you dial 150, you get this woman saying do this, do that. You then pick a number, any number, uh, and they send you a text link, a link to... Which goes to the EE website when you link on it, that gives you a load of options. Uh, what sort of department you want? What the problem is? I got th- worked. I couldn't work out what the where I needed to go for the problem of not being able to get into my uh, answer machine uh, into my messages. Um, but anyway, I kept trying things, and every time I tried something, it basically said, "Oh, we'll send you a text," uh, and click the link and then the text came the message came through saying uh your inquiry hasn't worked please ring 150 so then i ring 150 go through it all again and get another message saying it hasn't worked please ring 150 this went on for 45 minutes i just couldn't work out how to get through to speaking to somebody i was logging in on my computer i was just doing everything um I managed, I just thought, I'm not going to get angry with this. It's just pointless. There is nothing I can do about it. I eventually got through. I was really nice to the woman. Actually, I felt it wasn't her fault. I felt good that I was uh, nice to her and I didn't shout at her. And uh, anyway, it got sorted. I think that just put me in a really bad mood, actually. Uh, And then suddenly it was lunchtime and I felt I hadn't achieved very much um just to round off 45 minutes now, i've got you lucky lucky people um television uh we got amazon prime for some reason i've been really anti amazon prime i'm very anti amazon full stop somebody got Am- amazon prime for some reason the only reason i'm going to use amazon prime is because it's got the amazing mrs Maisel on it uh anyone who saw the gilmore girls the gilmore girls got me through covid and i sort of mean that to some extent um with lockdown and my mum dying uh, it was a difficult time and I used to sit well we used to sit and watch an episode of Gilmore Girls every night uh, and I think it was a bit of a lifesaver Um I'm not going to go into what the Gilmore Girls is now but anyway uh, so the woman that wrote Gilmore Girls she's written a couple of other things that hasn't haven't been as successful but the latest thing she's written, and it's had loads of awards. It's the amazing Mrs. Maisel. It's set in 1950s New York um, in a sort of upper-middle-class Jewish household, uh, middle-class Jewish household. She is a housewife who decides she wants to become a comedian, stand-up comedian. Um, it's got... It's Amy Paladino, Sherman Paladino, who creates and writes a lot of it. Her trademarks are fast dialogue, Very funny, stunning to look at. I mean, the costumes and the sets are just absolutely beautiful, 1950s. um, Obviously, they've got money, so it all looks lovely, and uh, the characters in it. And um, the plot's really... The plot, same as Gilmore Girls, is superficially funny. Underneath the scratch surface, it's really sad. Um, It's just brilliant, and I absolutely love it. And... uh, so we just started series two. So if you've just if you got Amazon and you just want something to really perk you up, I would say watch The Amazing Mrs. Maisel. Um, and then we're watching something else. Uh, we just started watching second series of Slow Horses on Apple, which I absolutely love. Uh, I'm not going to bang on about it. I'm reading A.M. Holmes is the Unfolding, about halfway through that uh, and I've been listening to loads and loads of podcasts. Uh, and with that, uh, I've bored myself stupid. Uh, I'm going to, oh gosh, it's half past five. I'm going to edit this and it's going to go out very late, but, uh, anyway, happy new year, everybody. I'm back. Uh, I hope you're all relieved and, uh, thank you for listening.